Hi, Amber. Where in the world are you today? Hello, Lucy. Um, I am back in the U.S. of A., back in Texas right now. Where in the world are you? Well, I am back in the good old U of K today. <laughs> U of K. I love that. I U.S. of A. and the U of K. Oh, that's catchy. You should do a little jingle about that. The U of K. With she was doing a vaccination <laughs> jingle when this first started. She was singing about vaccines when we first uh, started our Zoom meeting. So. Oh, I was. I can't take credit for that, though, because that was the <laughs> great work of Greg James. Uh, so oh, all man. of my the UK uh, listeners should know that guy because he is incredible. But yeah, he was uh, singing vaccinations, vaccination. Yes. So I love that. <laughs> Sounds, <good for> him. <laughs> Sounds like a cool guy. Can't say Such I know a cool him, guy. but... Can't say I know him, but that's okay. I'll take your word for it. Sounds like a cool, <laughs> cool dude. Um, but yeah, so we both just like recently got back from trips. Uh, yeah. Lucy, do you want to? You were in a beautiful place for a little bit. Want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So I was in uh, Prague in the Czech Republic, just visiting some family. Um, I've been before, um, but yeah, it's such a beautiful place, and I sort of well, it's been five years since I've last been, so it was oh, really, really? really nice to yeah get back out there and especially at Christmas time because it's so pretty at Christmas time yeah we've got like a huge tree and like obviously the Christmas markets aren't going up to date like this year but um it's still really really nice and it 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 even snowed when I was there so that was nice picturesque yeah it looked like a beautiful (laughs) Christmas destination for sure I bet they go all out for like actual Christmas do they yeah yeah they do like the markets in Prague are always so beautiful and yeah like the old town square with the Christmas tree they have like a massive Christmas tree (laughs) it's always so beautifully decorated oh my gosh Um, but yeah it's really nice definitely go I I would recommend anyone to go someday underrated country like in Europe I think really yeah like not many people like well they probably know about it but it would never really occur to people to go I think but yeah people should go because it's really nice (laughs) yeah for sure it looks like there's probably like a lot of history there I don't know for sure but it looks like there was like a lot of old architecture and things like that there oh yeah the buildings are just beautiful but I think that's like for the most of Europe as well like they're much better than (laughs) buildings well actually I probably shouldn't say that there is some very beautiful architecture in the UK Oh, I thought you were gonna say the. I thought you were gonna say the U.S. I was like, you should definitely say that because. <laughs> okay. Okay. The U.K. I have no idea. I'm sorry. Take back that statement. But U.S. Sure. I'll accept <laughs> that statement. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I know that there's some beautiful historic towns. I'm sorry. I'm just a hater. But um, yeah, I just got <laughs> oh, back okay. from. I think the last time we did this, I was still in Ecuador. Um, you were. Yeah. 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 Dinia. Oh yes. Oh my God. Yeah. See, you guys, we forgot we had a podcast. You know, like we. <laughs> We've been, our lives have just been really busy the last month and we just like couldn't find a joint time to do this. But um, yeah, so I had just gotten back from Ecuador and I went to New York too. So um, I've just finally been like home chilling for like the last week. I think it's been now. Um, Chilling or working? Yeah, not chilling, working. (laughs) Definitely working. (laughs) I got kind of behind like in my work because I was just bopping around so much. So I'm, I'm like excited to just get back to it. It feels good to feel on top of my career again (laughs) I know I'm looking forward to go back to work after my isolation period and so you have to do a two-week isolation right yeah oh my gosh I'm so sorry 
<laughs> maybe, well, maybe there's like, things that you could do. And I mean, is there anything that you were feeling behind on that you were wanting to get caught up on or no? Oh, like all of my life. I've been. <laughs> like everything. <laughs> like everything. Everything, like Amber. I'm such a procrastinator. You. It's ridiculous. <laughs> well, so, there yeah, you go. I'm definitely going to get some stuff done. I've actually t- ticked off three things off my to-do list today. So I'm feeling very productive. I'm still in my pajamas, but hey, so. wins and losses, you know? What are you supposed it's to do balance. in your house? <laughs> yeah, be in your PJs. I'm If I'm in my house, I'm in PJs. Like I don't get dressed for the day if I'm not going somewhere. I'm not one of those people. I wish exactly. that I, I wish was more I was, put together, but, yeah. but I'm not. Yeah, no, <laughs> not at all. If I don't leave my house, not an inch of makeup touches my face. I don't change out of anything other than PJs and sweatpants. Amber, we're just true to ourselves. That's all it is. Yeah, for sure. For (laughs) sure. And quarantine has made like the lines really blurry. Like I often leave the house in questionable wear. Like could it be pajamas? Could that be like daily um, outerwear? I don't know. I don't know. They're just multi-use. Yeah. Multi-purpose. Yeah. Talented items of clothing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I don't buy it unless it's talented and it can, you know, be dual purpose, okay? Exactly. (laughs) It's Amber and Lucy You'll find us on an island jungle or flying over the sea We spend our Hello everyone, my name is Amber and I'm Lucy and we are here today with episode eight of Let's Travel Vet Med Style. How I know, I know. We've been, we took a long hiatus but we're back and um, today we want to talk about traveling during COVID because we both have done it now and it's, it's a different world. There's definitely some new protocols to expect and some extra steps that you have to plan for but it's possible and we both at this point what COVID has been around for like a year at this point now uh, maybe a little over if you're talking if you're including China in this but it's kind of at the point now where animal rescues are struggling and they have been for a year so we both feel strongly if you are following the country's entry requirements and you're being responsible then traveling especially to help different animal rescues it's not bad. It's not the end of the world. And I think it is like needed at this point because they're struggling so much and there should be no shame in traveling in the vet med world at this point, if you're following the country's rules. Do you agree? Yeah, I agree. Like, yeah. obviously, it, you know, if, if you've got to go somewhere, you've got to go somewhere. If maybe you're just planning like I don't know. It's hard. If you're planning like a big jolly holiday with about a million people and yeah, that's, yeah. you're gonna go mixing with loads of other different people and not being responsible it's probably exactly. not ideal to be traveling at this time exactly. or doing what you're doing in your own countries really 
Yeah, but exactly. But like, yeah, we were talking about yeah, that before it, it, we started recording. Like I was scrolling through Facebook and I saw um, a friend group. Uh, well, I don't know friend group, the high school people, you know, but they had like just touched down <laughs> in Mexico and it's like them and like 12 of their close friends, you know, landing in Mexico for a, a fun week of vacation, whatever. And that to me seems a little like, really, do we need to do that? But when it's maybe you or a friend or maybe like, you know, a small group of people who are traveling in vet med to go to a rescue, like that is, it's so different. And I feel like we're all kind of feeling a lot of like shame around it right now, um, especially the full-time travelers or the avid travelers in the vet med world. And I just don't think it's necessary at this point. Like it's, it's essential. It's essential. Yeah, exactly. And I think like it's been happening, yeah, for a long time, over a year we don't really know when it's going to end like hopefully yeah we will have a vaccination well we've got a vaccination now and hopefully soon it'll all be rolled out and but it's still going to take some time and I think yeah, yeah we need to not be just waiting around for it to not be a thing anymore we just need to be proactive about things and be sensible um like yeah. we we all know like infection control we do it you know <laughs> daily at work and things yeah. like that so exactly washing your hands and just like not mixing around in unnecessary situations like fair enough go to the shop if you need to go to the shop like but if yeah go if you're going to the beach on a day off that's fine you're not gonna if you're not mixing with anyone like yeah just yeah it's about just being sensible and I think everyone exactly you know knows sort of thing yeah definitely that's the thing and another thing like we wanted to stress is that um we're not of course don't take this the wrong way. And we're not promoting, you know, unnecessary traveling around, bopping around, going to big tourist attractions. We're not promoting that by any means, but just something to keep in mind, like in countries that are allowing foreigners to enter plane travel and like plane entry are not the source of COVID spread. Like pretty much every single country that is allowing foreign entry, they are saying they are still allowing that because that is not their main source of COVID. Since people are being tested before and upon entry to enter countries, studies show that this method is doing like a really great job of preventing sick people from entering and that there's only a one in 4,300 chance on average of contracting COVID on a plane. And that's on a full plane. When it's on like a social distance plane, it's like one in 7,000. So (laughs) if you do go somewhere to volunteer your efforts, um, for, you know, an animal rescue in need, don't feel guilty because you getting your COVID test, arriving, showing up, doing your work is not putting a big strain. Of course, things can happen. You know, you're not ruling, things can happen, of course, but you're not the main source of outbreak when you're doing that. Um, It's showing now that in every country, the main source is just like mingling within the community. Um, So just be smart, avoid crowds, try to stay, you know, in as much as possible, use your time wisely, but traveling in vet med is not the concern right now, if that makes sense. Of course, if, you know, their government officials are saying, don't come here and the borders are closed, obviously, <laughs> then they're struggling and they don't want people to enter. But if they're allowing entry and there are rules to follow in order to enter safely, then don't feel bad about it, you know, but. Exactly. And each, each country will have their own, you know, methods that they're, they're doing and their own systems that you'll probably you know need to research and pay attention to like for instance when I was in Prague there was a curfew um and there were fines and if you weren't wearing masks and if you were in big groups and things like that so it's just something to be aware of something to research um but yeah everywhere is you know doing their own things 
to protect yeah. everyone and and that's what we're going to talk about so. in this episode today is like our personal experiences in traveling in covid and like to just kind of give you an example of what rules may be like in some places and like the protocols that we had to follow in these countries just so you can have like a little taste of what it might be like if you do decide to go somewhere during all this covid craziness so <laughs> yeah, that's what this episode is for. I know that um, I've gotten a few questions from people just wondering what it is like, because, you know, understandably, people are scared to travel right now. And it's the unknown. Yeah. Of, yeah. Like, before I went to Ecuador during all of this, I was kind of, I was really scared of what it was going to be like to land at an airport, go through their protocol. And it, it wasn't bad. <laughs> wasn't bad. And especially when I was in Cambodia, flying home when this first happened, I was scared. I had no idea what to expect. And none of it was a big deal. It was totally fine as long as you research the rules ahead of time. But we're going to talk about all that. We're, we're getting ahead of ourselves. I am at least. <laughs> we <But> do this. <laughs> we do this. Yeah, we do this. This is us. Um, but yeah, so I guess first, uh, we kind of want to talk about our travel experiences um, in particular. And we'll kind of go into it in terms of what we did leading up to travel to prepare, what it was like arriving at the airport, if we had to go through quarantine measures, if there were like mask mandates in the country or on the planes, and then like restaurant and tourist attractions if things were closed around town, like what we observed. So um, Lucy, do you wanna go first? Maybe you can talk about like Sardinia and Prague maybe? Yeah, that sounds good. <clears throat> yeah, so, um, so first I went to Sardinia uh, in October. Um, and that was all quite a, a mess because everything was just changing so quickly. And like at one point there was one rule, another point there was another rule. And because Sardinia is part of Italy, so Italy had their own sort of requirements, but then Sardinia had extra ones and separate ones. And it was hard to know whether Sardinia just had their own or whether they were also abiding by Italy's because Sardinia's like cases were lower than mainland Italy. So it was a bit, oh, it was all a bit of a mess and a bit confusing for us all to yeah. sort of figure out what we needed to do. But um, the day before we were due to travel, they then introduced uh, needing to test, um, have a test result. And obviously we weren't, we weren't going to get one quick enough uh, because there was only one day's notice. Yeah. So then we were like prepared to still go um, we had like the confirmation from each of the volunteers saying that, yeah, that's fine. We can um, get a test when we get there, quarantine until we get our results. So probably take around five days, but then at least then we had another, you know, week and a bit after that to crack on with the project, but better than nothing sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. then we um, got on the plane and everything. The two vets who I went with, they were on a separate, uh, flight different airline they got there a bit before me um but they got through and they had to we all had to fill out some forms on the plane um as like an entry requirement but yeah we didn't they got there and they said oh we didn't need a test I, I was on the plane and they made an announcement on the plane that we were going to get tested at the airport and I thought oh that's good yeah and then we right. got through security and then they were just like okay bye there was no test nothing it was yeah. all a bit confusing I, I think the about... lesson in all of this is you have to just like go with the flow <laughs> yeah, literally exactly. like don't like yeah try do your best to be prepared but like be aware that things will probably change at some point yeah go with the flow like, maybe midair <laughs> yeah literally but, um yeah I mean I got there and I asked like three different people um 
if I needed to quarantine coming from the UK and they were all like, no, you don't need to. Um, the air hostesses didn't really like know either. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it was a bit oh confusing, God. but basically, yeah, we got there. Uh, we didn't have to quarantine and then we just cracked on. <laughs> um, nice. But yeah, the airport was uh, yeah a lot quieter, um, but not as quiet as I thought. Like there yeah. was still a substantial amount of people, but it wasn't packed. Yeah. as it probably usually would be so it was quite a nice experience actually quite quick got through security and things like that really fast there was obviously lots of like measures around um you know like hand washing stations and sanitizing stations and social distancing markers not always yeah. everyone was following them which was a bit annoying but oh, if I you know. sort of like <laughs> well I would give someone sort of a British look as if to say oh, you're a bit close yeah. <laughs> and yeah but everyone was you know wearing their masks and stuff there was you know a few people wearing them not on their nose and just breathing through their nose which is really annoying but God, I hate that oh it's really frustrating so stupid <laughs> I know but I mean yeah so this is yeah the airports were absolutely fine for me um mm-hmm. And that was about it. How was the airport and testing stuff for you? So um, I guess I'll just talk about my Ecuador experience. Because yeah. when I was in Cambodia, I had arrived in Cambodia in 2019. So I didn't, when I got there, I didn't have to go through any of their protocol. I was leaving in the middle of it, which wasn't, you know, that big of a deal. But um, so yeah, Ecuador, um, I did have to do a few things leading up to my trip. So we're going to talk about the steps of preparing for your trip during COVID, if that's what you're doing. So what I did was, um, of course, I looked into the government rules and me and Lucy stress this all the time. When you were figuring out entry requirements for a country, look at their government website. Do not refer to any traveler forums or any like non-official websites for the country. Only look at their government's website to figure out what you need to do to enter, because that is the most accurate information that you can find. And up to date um, as well, like, yes, exactly. things can ha- like change so quickly. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Because like, I'm telling you, even in Ecuador, like I would have found, you know, inaccurate information if I went according to like a traveler forum, like it, it was changing really quickly. But um, I saw on their government website that you just needed a COVID test that was um, within 72 hours of your arrival. So you had to time it to make sure that you were doing it within the first couple of days of you, uh, or that you would land within the 72 hour time frame, if that makes sense. And now there's a lot of rapid testing sites available in the US to where I was able to get my results and I had my results within 24 hours. So that wasn't an issue. How, um, how much were they just as like a- Free, it was free, yeah. There's, free. A lot of, yeah. there's a lot of free testing sites in the US. You just have to make an appointment or, um, or I've seen like an average of anywhere from hundred to like $200. It depends. Like yeah. private clinics have their own options. Um, but I just got COVID tested the other day and, um, the results weren't as fast. It took like 72 hours to get my results, but that was free too. So there's a lot of options. It just really depends. But I mean, there's like, this is, I did it at Walgreens when I got it within 24 hours. So it was fast. In like, cause in the UK at the moment, you can only get a test if you've got symptoms mm. or if you've been like contacted by track and trace, if you've been in yeah. contact with someone that's had it or oh, really? got it. But if you were to buy one from like a private provider, they're normally around, yeah, like 100 to 200 pounds. 
Okay. So I mean, if you I haven't know got that symptoms. there are those options, but no, I mean, I didn't need symptoms to do any of the rapid testing here. So that's like something to consider if you're from the UK and you want to travel, like you're, you're going to have to pay for a private test. Yeah, definitely. Before you fly. Sure. That's a good point. Is an expense, but it is. Yeah, definitely. One of those things. Um, but yeah, so I had to do a COVID test. Um, that was no issue. Um, and then I just had to have that form on me. I also had to fill out a like a travel arrival form um, that they um, I found on the government website. It was basically just your information where you were planning on staying when you got there. Just basically saying that you haven't had any symptoms, you haven't been around anybody sick, just like um, most countries are actually doing this and states right now. So just yeah. make sure you look on their website to see if you have to fill out a form because I did have to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I printed that out too because you had to, it says to have like copies or like on your phone, you know? So make sure. Yeah, normally with like a QR code, isn't it? It, yeah, some of them were. This one was just more old, old school, like I just had papers <laughs> that I was showing them. Um, but yeah, so I did that. And then um, flying in was no issue. Getting on the plane was no issue. Like I didn't even, I didn't get a single question until I landed in Quito, Ecuador. And so that was a process kind of. Um, they told you to prepare for about an hour to two hours. And I think it took about like in maybe an hour, hour and a half. And um, I landed there and everybody on the plane had to go into like a separate area in the airport where you, where they took your temperature, they asked you questions about where you were coming from, they scanned your paperwork, just made sure it was like official documents of like, just, I don't know, that nothing was a red flag pretty much. Um, But they went through every single person on the plane and the plane was pretty full. So that took a bit of time. You just had to get stamped at every checkpoint of like a health checkpoint. Like they had to just check your temperature and talk to you about your symptoms, just basic things, nothing crazy. Yeah, it was very simple. As long as you just followed their instructions and were ready to dedicate some time to it. Very simple. Um, And then from that point, um, I was lucky. I ended up landing in Ecuador literally the day before um, or no, the day after they canceled having to quarantine as long as you were negative upon arrival and um, didn't have any symptoms. So I ended up, I planned for a quarantine. I booked a quarantine at a hotel and ended up getting it to cancel it. I didn't have to stay there for two weeks, That's which good. was, yeah, which was awesome. But only if you had a negative um, test, that was the only reason you could get out of quarantine. If you did not have a test, then they tested you at the airport and then you would have to wait for the results. Um, and I do think that that costs money. So if you are going that option, I don't see why you would need to, because testing is pretty readily available to you wherever you are. But if you do need to be tested at the airport in Ecuador, they will do it. Um, but you just need to speak Spanish because I, it's <laughs> tough there. I'm telling you, you need to have, speak a little bit of Spanish if you want to get that accomplished because nobody <laughs> spoke English and the health thing, it was very hard. I had to Google translate a lot, but it's fine. Um, but yeah, so other than that was like the arrival that was me leading up to the trip. Once I got into Ecuador, into the city, um, mask mandates from the second you step out of your home, you have to have a mask on. Even if it's just walking down the street, you had to have a mask on. Um, the only time that you can take it off is like if you're eating or drinking in a restaurant. Um, let's, I think that was the main thing that around town there was, um, when I got there, there was curfew, like on the weekends, it was a seven o'clock curfew, which was pretty early, but I'm a grandma. So I was was fine with that. I'm I'm an old lady. So (laughs) weekends was a seven o'clock curfew. Weeknights was a 9 PM curfew and there was was no sale of alcohol. 
Um, there was no sale oh. of alcohol any weekday after 7 p.m. and no sale of alcohol at all on the weekends, which was wild. That's interesting. Yeah, that doesn't affect me. I'm sober, you know, but I think they yeah. were just trying to limit. I, apparently, Ecuador is like a very, um, a country that loves to party. Um, they love their gatherings. They love to have a good time. So that was like a lot of their community transmission was in drinking alcohol and, and hanging out with everybody. So they stopped um, sale of alcohol on the weekend. They were like, nope, we're going to nip that in the butt. <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> I know, it's wild. <laughs> I was like, okay, whoa. Um, so yeah, that was the big changes that I saw around town. Um, certain tourist attractions weren't open when I first got there and then they started to open while I was there. So there was a lot closed down. Most restaurants and coffee shops were open, but um, they didn't like fill to capacity. They checked temperatures coming in. Every single place I ever went checked my temperature before I walked in and That's sprayed really you good. with like a mystery disinfectant spray. I don't know. I love that. It's like, okay, cool. Odor disinfect. Yeah. Every place I ever walked into <laughs> sprayed me with a mystery spray. And I was like, you know what? It's fine. Whatever. Like those people, you know, if you're like in a shopping center and they just like spray attack you with like perfume yeah yeah some places would ask you are you okay if I spray you with this and sometimes you, some people said no and then they wouldn't do it maybe if they have like allergies or something I don't know but I never said no I was yeah. just like fine whatever spray me I don't yeah just do it <laughs> didn't do anything to my clothes I don't know what it was um I was just like all right and they also had hand sanitizing stations at the front of all like restaurants and coffee shops so they would take your temp yeah. you would hand sanitize your hands and they would spray you and you would walk in and that was pretty much everywhere I went in that country yeah um, in, in some the of the little towns it wasn't as intense because I think they just didn't have as many people available to do all that but in yeah. the big in Quito I had to do all that yeah in Prague um like they had all of the restaurants were shut because basically their um like levels I don't know how it's working in um America but in the UK we're like in a tier system um so like there's three tiers level uh, tier three is very high tier two is high and then tier one is medium but in Prague um in the Czech Republic it's <laughs> by like rated by dogs <laughs> oh my god um, and they have like a range of like one to five oh my i think god. it's so good and like one is like a, a friendly looking dog and then five is like this <laughs> aggressive dog that's like wow. his teeth. <laughs> that's hilarious yeah um so it's like um there were like regular updates on this um like expat forum uh for people in Prague um saying today we're going down to Dogcon 3 which means that restaurants will reopen oh and my things God. like that but it was like the like restaurants and stuff when I got there because I was there for like five and a half weeks um we were mainly in tier four um I think so basically there were like cafes and think restaurants were allowed for like takeaway mm -hmm. um only but yeah the day before or the couple of days before I left that's when they opened restaurants so I went out for one meal and it was so strange to just be sat in a restaurant like right. yeah it's been so long and it was it was really nice but yeah it was it was packed but yeah there was yeah. like lots of restrictions again like um yeah. making sure that you've got no symptoms and hand sanitizer and things like that so it was good yeah for sure. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of stuff in place. Um, but it's not enough that like, I, 
I don't think it would really like truly hinder your entire experience. You know what I'm saying? Like if you really, I still was able to really get a feel for the country. Um, I still think, of course I wasn't like going to like, I maybe wasn't doing as much as I normally would. Like maybe there were tourist attractions that I didn't get to see or, you know, certain festivals and like, um, like markets and things that weren't open yeah. that would have been lovely to see of course but like I still think that you can you still get an idea of what the country is like what the people are like um Definitely. their culture and things like that I, I still think you can still see that because people are still going about their lives um they have to you know the whole it, it, it's been a year nobody can continue yeah. just staying isolated in their homes and doing nothing exactly so, so yeah, I mean, if that is what's really hindering you to go somewhere right now because you think you're not going to be able to like experience a country, it's not the case. Um, I think you still can get a feel. It's different, of course, it's different. But I do still think that if you're traveling for a good purpose, then you know, don't let too many things scare you off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and like just before we finish that um, like topic, masks on planes. What is your opinion? Because I absolutely love it because I I'm very tall you see and my head is like higher than the seats so normally I I can sleep anywhere and I do like a nap on a plane but I always end up like with my head back with my mouth wide open like maybe doing an occasional snore so this is a really good thing for me and sometimes I like most times I'm on a plane I will come away with like a cold so I think it's actually good and I think even after COVID like if it ever ends I think that should stay a thing (laughs) yeah honestly I'm I'm all for masks they don't bother me um there's certain moments where of course it's a little annoying and it's hard to breathe if you're doing something like active yeah or working it's challenging but I'm all for it I was telling Lucy before we started recording like there's some parts of COVID that I really love like the fact (laughs) wearing a mask people aren't breathing on me all the time people are staying six feet away from me like god I love it I wish we could always do that you notice how close some people stand to you like really close to me (laughs) I know I know and like while of course not everybody's following the rules but knowing that the like vast majority of people are ideally following the rules and staying away from you and wearing their masks it's like a lovely feeling and I truly I was talking to somebody about this the other day traveling during COVID is the safest that I've ever felt traveling because pretty much every plane I've gotten on people have had to be tested leading up to that plane ride Everybody has a mask on, on the plane. You are not allowed to enter a plane without a mask. They will not let you. Um, Every plane that I've been on, they have given you, right as you're walking on the plane, they give you a package of hand sanitizing wipes and they tell you to wipe down your chair, even though they've already cleaned, they just tell you to wipe it down. Um, And then all the flight attendants, they don't like, it's not a normal beverage snack service. They just give you a bag that's already closed and Ziplocked and it's just like water and snacks in there. So like, and it's, I mean, it's great. Like I don't feel at risk. I know a lot of people are scared of the plane ride itself. I don't know why, you know, that seems like the scariest thing to people, but it's truly the safest I've ever felt traveling. Truly. Yeah. I mean, so when I, when I went to Sardinia, I was on, um, a bit of a nicer plane, but yeah, on the way to like Prague and then on the way back, I was on a very budget airline. Um, yeah. So like there was, they were very good on the plane Sardinia. Um, on the budget airline um it was very random like they were doing like doing like meals and stuff as per you just had to wear your mask if you weren't eating or drinking but the person on the plane back to me with me um he was like next to me on the plane back from Prague um he ordered a curry which I thought was very odd yeah 
do you think that's odd i did a poll on twitter and a lot of people thought it was odd so it's not just me <laughs> like why because of like the smell what do you mean what do you mean yeah it's stunk okay, okay and, like yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a really short plane like journey so surely yeah. you can wait and have like a curry that's not a plain curry yeah do you know what i mean sure. like that is a little odd maybe he was very hungry i don't know but yeah a little odd a little odd yeah like i didn't even know that planes like served curry me neither <laughs> And I guess it probably depends, like, right, understandably, I haven't been on, like, a long-haul flight in COVID. Like, I'll have to check with a friend that just flew back to Cambodia not too long ago, and that's, like, an 18-hour flight, so they're going to have to serve real meals. Yeah. So, but I have heard that, like, so, for example, when I was flying back from Cambodia in the middle of COVID, they were starting to implement protocols, and they were serving meals in bags, like, full meals in bags like it was cold meals though like I hope they've upgraded that since then because it was kind of curry in a bag we're doing what we've got right now like sorry (laughs) about you um but yeah it was like sandwiches like veggie sandwiches fruit drink in a bag so I think they're trying like in terms of meals to make it as safe as possible because I think people are scared about people touching their trays and stuff but yeah I don't know like I know there's always going to be some people who are like not following the rules to a t and they're a little questionable but I think flying right now is actually pretty dang safe. Yeah, I agree. You know? Yeah, yeah. So don't let that part scare you. If that's what's really freaking you out, there's a lot of other things you can spend your time worrying about. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no. Okay, well then now that we talked about our experience, you kind of have a little picture in your head. We just wanted to go through a quick list of how you can prepare for your trip during COVID. So Lucy, do you want to kick it off? I, I would. Um, so... Basically, you need to look at not only just the normal entry requirements from like their government website for that country. So you might need to fill out a form and things anyway, but they'll have introduced COVID like entry rules as well. So research them properly. Make sure you've had a re- real good look and a real good like read because, you know, if you don't do something right, then you might incur a fine or might yeah. not be allowed in or on the plane to go and things yeah. like that. So and make sure when you're looking that up, like you're specifically looking up entrance requirements based on COVID. Because I've looked, yeah. some government websites still actually haven't updated their COVID entry requirements. And it's just like normal entry. Like it'll still tell you if you're, you know, a U.S. citizen, you can enter with this, blah, blah, blah. And then I'll do some deep diving. And it turns out, no, actually that country is the borders are still closed. So, <laughs> and if you look on like websites for like airline tickets, they're still selling tickets as if you, those planes are still flying. Like some of those planes aren't even flying and they're selling tickets for it. So you need to, before you waste your money you need to really make sure that you are reading not just the country entry requirements if it does not involve covid then don't consider it accurate (laughs) like look for the requirements that say the word covid in it because you don't want to end up buying a ticket and i don't i don't think you necessarily get there you know if they're not allowing people in but you don't want to waste your money on a ticket and they're not even flying or something so yeah and and as well as like getting there getting back as well. yes right <laughs> yeah if you get stopped along the way or something because I have heard of people being stopped along the way because they don't have like the proper paperwork or something so you just need to make sure that you really are looking at the most up-to-date version of their info and you can I know they're not always fast to get back to you but you can like email their embassy and things like that and see if you can try to get someone a lot of times they have like a general response that they'll send out that has like up-to-date info so yeah. Just try your best. Like, just don't 
think that just because you reviewed one little paragraph of something about the country that you're ready. Like really look at different sources. Of course, rely on the government website the most, but try to do like a full picture of information. Yeah. Because, and then also yeah. like stay up to date while you're in that place as well. Yes. Because yes. I was like, because obviously I knew things were changing so quickly. When I was in Sardinia, I was like constantly checking like the Sardinian news and things like that. And then that's yeah. how I saw... Um, on the day before I left, I saw that um, their, I don't know if he's like a prime minister, I can't remember, um, mm -hmm. but basically, yeah, the leader of their um, island was basically saying um, that they, he was prepared to put Sardinia under a two-week lockdown, um, basically stopping, like, locking the borders Yeah. Um, within the next 24 hours, is what he said. Yeah, and I was like, okay, uh, <laughs> already. Yes, I need to head back. Something like that. He was like, I'll be prepared to do it very quickly. So yeah, I was like, okay. Well, I'm going to leave then in that case because I can't be stuck here um, for who knows how long. As lovely as it is, but in a lockdown uh, because of like costs and you know. Yeah, exactly. I was like, yeah, make sure that you have like links to their local news outlets because yeah. they do really, they're so wonderful. Like most of the things that when I was in Ecuador, finding out about curfew lifting and things like that, it was all from like just news outlets that wasn't on their government website. You could, I think they started to update it, but the most up-to-date version of it once you're in a country is going to be like their news outlets and even leading up to it like that's another wonderful way to keep in touch with what's happening what what is in the works for like their quarantine measures or things like that is like reading their local news outlets so it's another great yeah. option to look into and like in addition to that as well obviously not instead of but a lot of places will have like expat groups with uh, an admin that's like updating all of the expats with yeah. translated news as well yeah um like you know because I couldn't speak Italian <laughs> like yeah totally so it was um yeah helpful to be part of those sorts of groups on like Facebook or whatever yeah like that thing. I always suggest if you're flying somewhere look up some Facebook groups on that area because there's a lot of helpful yeah. people in those groups even like just being a part of the group and if you need something you know like that you can post in there I've had wonderful wonderful luck um, the one in Ecuador yeah. was actually so great. Like I was on the Quito expat forum before leading up. And that's also another way that I was finding out about like what was happening on the ground exactly before I got yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. So especially right now, it's just important to have a well-rounded approach to how you're getting your research. Um, you just don't want to be caught off guard um, when you get there. If anything, it's just like a big money expense. If things don't work out the way you want to, um, it's really hard to get refunds on flights right now. It's just a pain in the butt. So just really try to be up to date. Um, but the next one is finding your COVID testing center. Make sure that they are like transparent with how quickly you're getting your results because I've had this effect a few friends traveling where they see online, yeah, yeah, you know, 24 hour turnaround time for the results, but without really confirming with somebody before, they end up not having their results in time for their flight because it ends up taking 72 hours. So when you are going to get your COVID test, make sure you are getting a verification. I need this for a flight at this time. Will I for sure have my results in my hands within 48 hours? And make sure they say yes. Because for example, I just went to a COVID testing center the other day to be tested. And um, on the website, it just kind of casually said like, you know, 24 hour turnaround time, blah, blah, blah. I didn't get my results for four days. So like, that's a big difference, big difference. Yeah. So make sure you 
you really make sure that you're going somewhere. And if they can't guarantee a fast turnaround time, then it might be worth spending some extra money and going to a private clinic where you can actually pay for it. And that's usually where they will ensure a faster turnaround time since you're not doing free testing. Yeah. So, like I can't speak for all places, but I know yeah. that like some places will have it so if you don't have your like results on entry to the country you just have to isolate or get a test when you're there and then isolate till you get the results from there but then obviously that can be a bit of a like annoyance of having to find a covid testing center there if there isn't one at the airport and then and it's a bit controversial too because what if you hop on a plane and you're covid positive (laughs) like it's also kind of responsibility on your end you know i'm I, I do really think it's lovely that the countries are offering testing on arrival, but it also kind of like bums me out a little bit because I feel like that's like opening up a can of worms. Like what if somebody is sitting next to someone on a plane that is COVID positive? Like that is one protocol yeah. that I feel kind of strongly that you should have your results before you land. <laughs> Just be a good, exactly. be nice, be considerate. Yeah, and, and if you get there and then you get your results and you have got it, then you're stuck there until you get a negative results. I, yeah. I, I actually did see like, a news article about a girl that has been like stuck in Italy for like months because she is just cannot get a negative test. Oh my gosh. And she's like been in this hotel for like weeks and weeks and weeks and she just cannot get a negative test. I know you'd be good, wouldn't you? Oh my so, yeah, gosh. Just get one before, even if, yeah. even if, even if you don't need it, to just get one. Yeah, honest. That's my thing. It's like, yeah. I feel really selfish entering any country not knowing my COVID stance even if you're not doing anything you just don't know so literally I if you are traveling even if they don't require it or require it with testing being readily available pretty much everywhere just get COVID tested like it's not that hard and it's responsible and you know it we we all know we all know how COVID impacts people at this point so like just be responsible um yeah Um, researching any new visa changes or anything like that because um i know a few countries have like suspended visas on arrival mm-hmm. um, like cambodia for example they they were known for being like one of the easiest places to enter before you could just pop in and you have a visa um, <laughs> for however long you want a lot of times so like yeah the, and they banned it they're no longer doing visa on arrival you actually have to apply for a business visa and there's a lot of requirements now yeah. um so yeah, you need to look into that. Like, but l- luckily Ecuador was still doing their basic visa on arrival, but you had to follow the other health protocols first. So make sure you look into that because you know you don't want to <laughs> show up and you were supposed to have a certain type of visa and then you're just like, well, you know, that'd be that'd be unfortunate. Yeah, please tell um, the listeners about Cambodia's new. Oh protocol. my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so um you guys all know how much i love cambodia it is like my heart and soul and um i was wanting to move back there um this summer um for like a long-term move maybe for like a year or so like actually kind of maybe settle down for a bit in cambodia well i don't know if that's gonna happen because <laughs> so i love cambodia part of why i love it is because it is just a very unique place there is no other place like it and part of it is just they're a weird country with rules and they're pretty corrupt in a lot of ways. And it's just comical in some ways, but also <laughs> scary in some because their new rule that they just put in place because they're starting to have a lot of community transmission of COVID right now because tourism is not a thing right now. Hardly anybody is entering the country unless they have a business visa and they were sponsored by a company. So that's hardly anybody. So in the last, <laughs> I think, couple of weeks, they've had like an increase of maybe 200 cases. That might be off a little bit. So... 
what they are doing. <laughs> they took it to a new level of petty and they just made an announcement saying, if you test positive from here on out, we are posting your photo online. We're shaming you. We are publicly shaming you. Your photo and your name is being released. There are no privacy laws in Cambodia, you guys. So this is acceptable. 100%. Just, can you acceptable. imagine if that was happening like no. in the UK or the USA? Like it's, it's hilarious because it's so <laughs> Cambodia. I know Cambodia well, and I just laugh because I was like, this is so typical of something that they would do. They just don't make sense in a lot of ways, but yeah. yeah but like, I just want to know like what happens if like do you just call someone or do you like confront the them if you is, see them their whole reason that they say they're doing this is that if you recognize someone that we just released a photo of and they're out and about in the street you know they shouldn't be out they should be quarantining and you need to contact government officials immediately so we can respond to it but like you can't control people what if they start like stoning you in the street i don't know like, I feel like oh god i just so if that is still happening I will not probably go to Cambodia because just the thought of being like, hello, I am not only a foreigner traveling in the midst of a pandemic, but I'm also a foreigner with COVID that my photo was posted online and everybody's sharing it. That's a terrifying <laughs> thought. So um, Cambodia may not be my <laughs> destination. Like, Mom, I'm famous. Yeah, for a weird reason, but I'm everywhere. But my face yes. is everywhere in Cambodia you should Isn't see that it wild it's <laughs> wild like I just laughed when I saw it because I was like of course of course that is what they're doing they're like all right you guys you don't want to listen to us and stay at home we're gonna just you know publicly shame you get ready <laughs> yeah I mean it's wild so um for example yeah you need to just look into what a country is doing before you show <laughs> yeah. up there probably a good idea get up to date on what they're doing Make sure you're comfortable with it. <laughs> a lot. Such a lot. Amazing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think we were talking about visas on arrival. Yeah, <laughs> just make sure they're yeah. still offering. No, we got off topic a bit, but yeah, just make sure, yeah, make sure you are up to date on their visa requirements because it might have changed. Um, but yeah, so next one, and you, they might even require this. It just depends what country you're going to. But no matter what, like for your own protection, make sure you have traveler insurance that covers covid because there are some yeah. plans that just don't cover covid right now because i mean yeah you know how insurance companies are <laughs> but yeah. so make sure it covers it like for example um i always use safety wing and they actually came out with like a new more expensive package now that does cover covid for like 10 more a month or whatever you do so it's worth spending the extra money to find a medical insurance or a trip insurance that covers COVID. And some countries even require it. Like you, that might be part of their traveler um, preparations that you have to have a COVID um, insurance policy that covers up to like $50,000. I see that one a lot. Um, like okay. a, again, for example, Cambodia requires a uh, travel or health insurance that covers COVID before you enter. So look into it. Safety wing is one that I know. And I, I love, I always use it. Um, I'm sure there and are some, others too. Some airlines even are offering it as well. Interesting. I've oh, uh, you're right. I did see that like for like two weeks or something, they're offering it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So if you're going somewhere like short term, just yeah. add like that cover to your trip. Like it normally asks you when you're checking out your flight. Yeah. So that's something like just to consider, um, as well. So exactly. Exactly it's just it's not worth the risk is it just no, do it <laughs> like, it's so not it's so not like can you imagine i can't think of anything scarier than being yeah. somewhere you have covid and they are saying i won't treat you because you can't pay me this much money out of pocket like that's so scary no 
no no yeah, it's just not a position you want to find yourself in. no not ever in general like don't ever travel without health insurance i'm sorry you yeah. guys it's scary scary business but all right so now that we've discussed everything our last topic of the day is just basically should you travel during covid um so basically you can go through these categories and answer them for yourselves and you know if everything seems acceptable and you're willing to meet those requirements then sure if you can you know You'll see. You'll see. Let's dive into them. <laughs> um, so first one is be sure that you can be flexible because things change quickly. Um, for example, like yeah, Lucy was, yeah, Lucy was talking about how she ended up having to like quarantine extra times and leave a country ASAP. So like if you are a veterinary professional that you were only given two weeks off of work and you know that they will be pissed if you have to take off an extra two weeks or something. Maybe yeah, it's exactly. Not for you right now. <laughs> yeah, like the two vets yeah. that came out to Sardinia with me, like I'm a locum, so I'm I am very lucky to be as flexible as I am. Yeah. But for example, they were only allowed two weeks off work and then midway through the project, which is why we had to, you know, cancel it early, was because the UK had introduced um like put them on um like a quarantine list. So when we were coming back from that country, you had to quarantine for two weeks as like yeah. a mandatory thing. So like they obviously couldn't do that so they had to leave exactly so exactly just being prepared and things like yeah that. make sure yeah you have to be flexible right now so if you or even if you just can't afford if you know that you can only afford this trip and you can't afford any wiggle room at all then it may not be for you because things yeah. might come up along the way um it may just be best to wait um so yeah uh just make sure you can be flexible um what you want to go into the next one yeah so like we said just keeping up to date with covid like in the area that you're going to so by the government websites by the news outlets on any expat forums like get as much information as you can from a multiple like different sources yeah and then you know fact check them if they're not like a reliable source exactly. um, and yeah if you think it's too risky then you know cancel it and or rearrange it because yeah you don't want to be put, putting yourself in a position that you know you don't want to be in so just be sensible about it it's not the end of the world you can always rearrange or do it another time and for example like I cancelled a trip just a week ago I was supposed to go to Mexico and the reason I cancelled it was because like a day before the flight so I was flying into Los Angeles to meet with a friend and then we were going to drive into Mexico but the day before I was flying into Los Angeles the Los Angeles mayor made an announcement saying we only have like 120 ICU hospital beds left for a city of 10 million. So please stop doing things. And just that statement in itself, I was like, I would feel so incredibly selfish flying into a city that the mayor is like, stop it. So I canceled it. Um, Because I think what people forget, and I forget this sometimes too, is when people are saying, we don't have these hospital beds, we don't have these, they're not just referring to COVID. From the second that you step into a city you are at risk of getting into a car accident, getting, breaking your arm, you know, I don't know, anything that could make you require a hospital bed, not just for COVID, in general. And in this whole COVID pandemic, we're forgetting that other health conditions are still stepping foot into the hospital every single day. So we're not just losing space for COVID positive people, we're losing space for any other type of medical ailment or illness. So that's true. Yeah. So like, yeah, if you run into a situation like that, where their government officials are like, we are losing it, we are, you know, drowning, then maybe it's responsible to pick a different location or cancel or postpone that trip, you know? Yeah, so, exactly. Consider and that. Like, 
if if a country is open then they, they probably need tourism like to help their economies uh, obviously yeah. all economies are struggling at the minute but you know um a lot of these touristic places they rely on their tourists whereas like probably not the us and the uk as much as they yeah, probably do sure. would you say yeah. No, I, I definitely agree. There's there's a lot of countries abroad that are really hurting. Um, towns that were, you know, relying on people that would normally go for tourism. Um, yeah. And especially that trickles down to animal rescues because a lot of animal rescues were funded on donations from travelers that would stop yeah. by and see their work. So it yeah. trickles down every single like type of business is impacted with it. So if a country is open then don't feel guilty about entering it as long as you were staying up to date on what is going on with COVID in their country. If they are flooding, their hospital beds are full, their medical system is collapsing, then maybe don't enter. But if it yeah. seems like they are doing as best as they can and their borders are open and you are able to meet their requirements, you are able to be COVID tested, you can live your life safely, you're not planning to be an irresponsible traveler, then don't feel guilty for going. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Rescues need help right now. So like if you are following the entry rules to a T, then don't feel bad. I know it's hard right now to, cause we were talking about like, if you follow any travel forum right now, there will be like one person posting that they're on a beach sitting by themselves on an empty beach and they will be flooded with hateful comments of yeah. how dare you be there. You're so selfish, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, you don't know that person maybe had three COVID tests. They might've done a two week quarantine. They're sitting by themselves on a beach. Like and they're contributing to a hotel that hasn't seen a tourist in a month or something. So like give people the benefit of the doubt. If they are willing, like if a country has rules and you're following it, then come on. Like it's at the point now where we have to figure out how to be responsible on getting back into the world and helping organizations that need it exactly and yeah so like that person that you know you're that example of person be that person like don't go to any busy go into any large crowds if you can avoid it you know like eating i normally say that anyway like go to a supermarket once get a load of food it's cheaper for you anyway so it's good mm -hmm. for traveling on a budget yeah obviously you want to like like go and eat out but maybe consider like getting a takeaway and then eating it in like a nice park somewhere yeah exactly. and so, so you're still experiencing that like culture still helping the local economy but yeah. then also seeing a bit of the place as well yeah um, exactly there's always alternatives and ways to work around it so yeah for sure wear your mask wash your hands like yeah just at the way easy. that you would like at home because we've all got our own guidelines that we're following at home anyway so just be sensible exactly. and I, I doubt anyone isn't you, like you know probably that's listened to it, listening to this I bet all of our listeners are being really sensible <laughs> yes I believe that 100% exactly but yeah, so, like, yeah it's really not hard to be responsible anywhere that you go like in Ecuador I was able to live the exact same life as I would back home like I was not eating at restaurants the only thing that I would do is like coffee shops some of them were open but they were making people social distance in there so you weren't like you were sitting at a table and then there was like three empty tables in between so like gauge the how safe an establishment is before you go into it if it's busy pick a new place you know obviously avoid yeah maybe you can't do the busy tourist attraction right now that's fine you can find something else like lucy said sit in a park yeah it's it's really i i could not find a single situation that it was hard for me to be safe in um I couldn't exactly. find a single one. Yeah. And even just, yeah, fitting my 
lifestyle to be a bit more cautious than usual. I, I did, I ate at home pretty much every single day. Um, so yeah, like there's really, it is very easy to be responsible wherever you go right now. There's just because you step foot on a plane and enter a new country does not mean that you have to be running willy nilly throughout the streets. Just, you know, it's, it's very easy to be, to be cautious. So exactly just think that just think that especially mm-hmm. like if you're going to help out a rescue you're probably going to be working a lot you know like you're going to be indoors with um your own little crew a lot probably i know when you were in sardinia weren't you guys like pretty much just in the clinic all day yeah foot out into the city <laughs> exactly <laughs> and yeah. only like a few evenings like but it was late at night just because we made ourselves go out we were tired but we were like yeah we you know we should go out and see the place and have a little walk around the town and yeah things like that but still yeah, yeah being considerate of the rules and wearing masks and things yeah exactly exactly but yeah so we know this is kind of a controversial topic but like we said at this point COVID has been around for a year. We're not saying that we should forget about it and go about our lives by any means, but we're just saying that if you are thinking of traveling in vet med and offering your skilled expertise to a rescue that is struggling right now, don't let COVID scare you. If you are able to, you know, if you are in good health, you're not an at-risk individual um, and you're able to follow the safety protocols and follow a country's requirements for entry, then do it and you can still do it safely. Don't feel bad. Um, it just kind of is what it is at this point and rescues are really struggling we're seeing it like so many projects are being canceled so much of their like um a lot of times when uh travelers would come in like vet med travelers they would bring supplies and they like so many rescues are like so low on supplies because they're not having any like mules essentially bringing in stuff for them anymore like yeah. i don't think we realize how much no traveling impacts rescues abroad like they relied on international tourism so much um, in ways that we couldn't yeah. have even imagined but i think this is like a really good time like a lot of uh rescues are are like calling out for people now because you know it's it's a safer countries are implementing more like rules and things to make it able for people to travel um yeah. you know they're opening up all their borders and stuff so now is a really good time to Definitely. i think go if you can so yeah because you know. I've, I've even seen on that like volunteer with animals uh yeah. travel page oh my gosh like every day there's so many rescues saying hey we need somebody yeah so, yeah exactly yeah, like, don't feel guilty if i know it's so hard like it's a really hard time even me like like i said i canceled a trip last week so it's about just being sensible um and every country is different every yeah. like everyone's at different stages at the moment so yeah just gauging the country gauging the cases and and i haven't even been in a situation ever you know throughout this experience that the locals haven't been like welcoming to seeing new faces and having new business coming into their doors like everybody is just following rules like i said you might you know be temperature checked you might be sprayed with a mystery disinfectant i don't know (laughs) but nobody has been like ew why are you here you know like they're all like oh my god thank god like this is a sign that things are turning around we're seeing new faces like yay thank you for bringing your business here like we need it so yeah i mean you know it's it sucks this this all just really sucks man yeah (laughs) right like god the worst time to be um, a vet med traveler, just like such a sad time for the world. But I hope that things are turning around. I, I really hope so. 
exactly now that our amazing scientific advancements have made it you know we've got a vaccine now that i think today or yesterday maybe i think it was today was the first day that it's been administered to a patient in the nhs wild so crazy i can't even believe it i think i saw that let's be positive that hopefully soon stay positive yeah (laughs) no i agree i agree 100 percent. let's stay positive and look for ways that we can help other people you know but i guess we covered everything lucy can you think of anything else that anybody needs to know about traveling during covid no, I don't think so. I think we've yeah. done, hey, we've done a bang up job there, I reckon. There we go. Well done. I hope so. <laughs> and if anybody has like any tips, if you've traveled during COVID, I've seen some people that I follow on Instagram that have traveled, send, a, send them in. If you have any additional tips that can be helpful to anybody, any resources that we are not listing, let us know and we can share it. Yes. Because I know you can, people are starting have, uh, to dabble into travel again. Yeah, we have a um, podcast Instagram where you can contact us and DM us and you know talk to us <laughs> it's yeah, uh, at let's travel vet med style or you yes. can dm me or amber um on yeah. our handles as well definitely definitely all right well thank you guys so much for listening i hope that this podcast helped to give you a little bit of extra bravery that you needed and maybe going for it if you were struggling and kind of gave you some tips on how to stay safe and um we hope that you guys are able to stay healthy stay happy and um yeah Thank you guys for listening and we will, yeah. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye everybody. So if you haven't seen already, myself and Amber have an Etsy store, which we created as we couldn't find any cute items for our VetMed Traveller community. We have made some really unique travel related merchandise that you can sport on your volunteer trips abroad. We have items ranging from water bottles to keep hydrated on an island to backpacks, which can carry all your medical supplies through the jungle to cozy hoodies to keep you warm on a snowy night in the Arctic. But for now, during COVID, we also have phone covers, stickers and other items to keep your wanderlust at bay whilst you're stuck at home. So don't forget to check out our Etsy store under Let's Travel Vet Med Style and rep your passion for traveling in vet med.